Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Kyle Wilson. Kyle is a head bowling coach for the men's team at the University of Pikeville. Coach Wilson, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tim, for having me. It's, um, I'd like to thank Storm for their continued support of the University of Pikeville. All right, well, let's get right into things. We've been talking to a lot of college coaches, teams, players, everyone during COVID-19. You guys are back out on the lanes now having some success, but let's begin with talking about how you approach this with your, your teams there and, and how you got everyone ready to bowl given some of the different and, and trying circumstances we all were going through. Well, um, we started school about the third week in August, and normally we start our practices up right after Labor Day, which we did. Uh, we do three practices a week. Um, we have the uh, masks have to be worn at all times. Uh, we don't have our own facility here yet, uh, so we're you know at the uh, hands of a of a private business owner um, here in here in Pikeville. Um, so you know we wear our masks. So we have to take temperatures. You know every every uh, time they come through the door for practice, we take the temperatures. We have to submit that at the end of the day. Um, but we really just, you know, the only thing that we really missed in the first semester was, was competition. Um, we, we, we really didn't miss a beat. Um, we had a spike here on campus probably around um, the middle of October, the 1st of October, and they sent everybody home for two weeks. Uh, so we obviously stopped our practices during that period. And then we uh, they came back, and then they were here till Thanksgiving, and then they sent them home uh, for Thanksgiving, and they didn't come back until uh, January. Um, our first event was the 8th of January, and uh, they all came in on the 4th. We had a couple practices, and then we went back out on the road. Um, so, you know, COVID, you know, it's a pain in the butt, you know, with the temperatures and the masks and, and, and you know, and we had a guy test positive last uh Last Friday morning, the, uh, he was one of my van drivers, too. Uh, so because of that, we uh, had to quarantine uh, five or six bowlers, which knocked us down to just one varsity team instead of a varsity and a JV at the event in, uh, that we went to down in uh, Cincinnati. So, yeah, COVID, it, you know, it's just, it's, you just take it day by day, and, uh, you know, we run our practices three times a week, you know, as long as, you know, we're not in quarantine or anything like that. And you mentioned three times a week. Now, I'm kind of curious, what do those look like? You've been the head coach there now for the men's team for so long. What exactly do those – yeah, what do those What do those practices look like when you do – are they three distinct different strategies during the week, or are they – how do those practices well, look for you? We work on, you know, we work on targeting, and, and we work on, you know, team building, you know, whatever teams I have working, you know, for the following weekend, for whatever tournament we're going to, we'll put them in teams and we'll do different things. Uh, we do a lot of targeting, spare shooting, um, you know, a lot of drills and stuff like that. Um, 
we get three two-hour sessions a week, and then my guys can come in outside of practice and they get up to three free games a day. Um, so usually they come in before uh, practice or on uh, Wednesdays we have off, they come in and get some games in. And then when it comes to you guys being back on the lanes in competition, can you walk us through that for the for the listeners out there? How has that been? What have the changes been? And uh, and how are, how are the teams adapting? Because uh, that has to be uh, it, it's all different for everyone. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. Um, well, the first weekend was our conference kickoff tournament in Bowling Green. Um, we were in uh, four team like pods, and so there'd be four lanes with four teams, and then they would have a pair break. Uh, no spectators allowed. Um, everybody's kind of live streaming on Facebook or, or Boxcast or whatever you know streaming service they have. Um, mm. You know, it's just it's just not the same. I mean, I'm, I I looked at the rankings uh, through last weekend, and, and there was only 25 teams in the nation on the men's side that had actually competed. Um, so I was I was a little surprised by that, but then I found out some of the schools are starting up uh, the middle here of. Uh, of, uh, of January of the 18th, I think, is when some of them were starting up. The other ones are waiting later. And, of course, uh, the Hoosier this year is running four mini tournaments, so you can literally go there and get four four events in in one weekend, um, which Nick Hoagland is kind of smart. you know. So if we get any events canceled, we're probably going to bowl one or two of the events at the Hoosier this year. And one of the things, I mean, just knowing the, the – uh philosophy, you know, as far as lane conditions and Nick Hoagland and actually competed against Nick in college. And uh, the, the Hoosier has always been quite a, a demanding tournament, has it not? Is that, is that one that you guys have uh, looked forward to uh, typically, just as far as the, the level of competition? Yeah, yeah, we always look forward to that one because you see the West Coast teams, uh, you know, you know the, the teams from you know, the Deep South, uh, you know, I love that tournament. It's it's a it's a it's a grueling format. The lane conditions are usually pretty pretty tough. Um, and uh, this year, you know, Nick's you know Nick's trying to do something just to you know to give something. You know, they obviously can't do what they normally do there. Um, so you know, it's just it's just you know the whole thing with COVID is just we did a tournament. See, we were at, where were we? Oh yeah, we did a tournament in Columbus the Buckeye Baker bash, you know, we actually won that tournament and there was one, we were the only team on our pair and we didn't move for, for uh, 25 Baker games. Um, wow. but obviously a team that would break the, break the lane down, you know, you just stay there and you build 25 Baker games. Um, you know, it, 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 that's pretty much how they did it. So it was, you know, it's every format seemed to be a little different. That's got to be something else, too. I mean, you, you said staying on the same pair for 25 games. and um, Was there a strategy that you yeah, had I mean, along that? Well, don't don't break down the wings the wrong way. That would be the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we broke them down pretty good. Um, you know, our spare shooting has been a little shatty here the, um, so far this season. But we, that's why we practiced this week. Uh, so we're ready – Ready to go. We're going to the Thomas Moore Classic Sunday up in Erlanger, Kentucky at Super Bowl. We're not really traveling uh, far away from Pikeville. Our long we only have two drives that are five hours or less. Everything else is three and a half hours or less. 
Uh, we didn't go to Vegas this year because they canceled the Christmas tournaments out there. We do that every year. Uh, obviously, the Hoosiers are on our schedule right now. But we, we've been bowling the Chicago tournament in January. We didn't go to that. Um, so the athletic director here at the school has wanted us to, you know, you know, not really go too far away from home, I guess. So, Coach, we mentioned this is your 17th season coaching the men's team there. You've had some great players, had some great success. What do you think has been, though, the common thread of either the teams that you've had that you've done well with or even some of the notable players like Ronnie Sparks Jr., Cassidy Schaub, Kyle Barnes? What have they all kind of had in common? Um, I think it's a sense of family, a sense of brotherhood is what we do here at Pikeville. Uh, we're a fairly small campus. Um, class sizes aren't much larger than your high school class. Um, it's just, it's you know, everybody knows everybody here. Um, and just not only just in the athletic department, but the entire campus is, is, is a family uh, situation. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned Cassidy Shop because he was, he was really one of the first uh, two-handers with a, a lot of success here, I feel like, in the U.S. Was he a two-handed player when he was with you? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually known Cassidy. I'm originally from central Ohio, and Cassidy's from Ashland. I'm, I'm from a little town called Mount Vernon. Um, but anyway, uh, so I knew Cassidy before I came down here. He, I, I run a youth tour in Ohio called the JTBA, and uh, he bowled a lot of my events and won a lot of events. And so, you know, I had the chance to see him come on as a youth bowler, then on to college, and eventually end up get to coaching for uh, two years. Uh, we went to nationals my very first year um, that I was here, which was what an experience that was. And that was the first time the men's program here had been to nationals. Um, Ron Damlin, mm. who founded the program, um, he had a women's team. They they'd been to nationals every year up till like uh, two years ago when they didn't make it, but then they came back the next year. And when it, when it came to having, you know, as far as two-handed, there were so many people, especially when, when Cassidy was, was in college there, that were really struggling trying to figure out uh, how do you coach two-handers because it seems so kind of foreign. Is that something that you had to sort of learn a little bit? Or, or? I'm still learning. I am still learning, I can tell you that much. I've got uh, some pretty good two-handers here this year. I uh, brought in, uh, of course, I've got Bryce Oliver, um, from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. I got a, a six foot five, real tall, skinny kid from Florida, from the Orlando area, Ben Bailey. Um, he throws the ball phenomenal. I got a kid from New Jersey, Ryan Taylor. Um, I've got some exceptional freshmen that we've brought in this year, and I've got one senior on our varsity team, uh, John Lovett, he's from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And I got Paul Sachs from Vandalia, Ohio. Uh, his brother bowls for Lindenwood, I believe, and. Uh, I got Matteo Cittadino uh, from uh, the Rochester, uh, New York area, who's a junior. Mm. Well, it sounds like all over. Yeah, your recruiting has been been all over. What has been in what advice you maybe have without giving away too many secrets to the uh, to the coaches out there listening? But how were you able to recruit? players from all over the country and um, and now I'm, I'm guessing even with COVID that throws a monkey wrench in everything when it comes to recruiting because you don't have junior gold you don't have some of these camps that we usually have or we had we, we didn't have at least last summer cross our fingers we can have them this summer yeah true it's been a challenge I'm not going to lie to you I mean we we uh 
we get, uh, you know, if I can get them to come here for a visit, I have a pretty good percentage rate of getting them to come here. Um, I haven't had great experience with kids that don't visit the campus. Um, yeah, recruiting has been a challenge, like I said. It's, uh, but if I get them down here, they get to see the campus, see how small it is because that's what they're looking for. Um, I get a pretty good percentage of, um, of, of, of signing people. And, and then I still operate the JTBA tour in Ohio, which I signed a few kids over the years up there. Um, that helps not only with the men's program, but also the women's program. And last question I have uh, for you, Coach, and Deandra Beatty, she's, uh, she's been a, a good friend of us at Storm, and, and she helps run our collegiate bowling uh, department here as well. But she had mentioned that as far as your, your JTBA program. Why don't you just talk a little bit about that? Uh, well, she, she, her and her uh, sister, uh, I think her name is Cassie, um, her, yes. her mom and dad used to bring to all our events, and they won a few of them. She's won a few of them. And uh, that's one of the things, you know, we were with Storm for five or six years, and, and for whatever reason, we ended up with Ebonite. And when they went out of business, you know, I asked I asked Andrew if, if they'd take us back because our women's program has, you know, is with them. And she said, sure. And, uh, you know, that was a good selling point for me to come back to Storm because Deandra was running the show um, years ago. They didn't have anybody, per se, that was doing it to the level that she was doing it. Well, it was great having you on, Coach Kyle Wilson there, and uh, and we want to wish the team and hope you guys have continued success as we continue through this season. And, and it sounds like uh, you guys are and the gals over there doing just what we're all doing, kind of, you know, making our way through this uh, this season, you know, one event at a time and just, uh, just doing what we can to get out there on the lanes. So appreciate everything you're doing on the lanes, and we'll uh, be catching up with you again soon. All right, Tim. Thank you so much.